Hot fun in the summertime. Hi, I'm Cam, holistic health coach, mom to two humans and four pets. Hi, I'm Amelia, laboratory scientist by day and food scientist by night. Welcome to our show. Join us as we share our holistic approach to life after 50. You can expect real life stories with a dash of humor and a ton of truth. If it happens in midlife, we're going to talk about it. So hit that subscribe button and follow along. We're the Midlife Mamas. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are not the best vocalists, but we are here to talk about summer foods. Oh boy, that was not good. <laughs> Sorry for your ears, everybody, but you know, we tried something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're always looking for good ways to start the podcast, things that are funny or uh, sometimes we use sound effects, but today we decided we'd give you a little song. So <laughs> With our voices. I mean, I, cr- I crowed like a rooster once, so <laughs> what the heck? <gasps> That's right. But it is almost summer. It's uh, It's been quite moderate here, Cam, but it's getting warm. And so let's talk today about uh, fun ways to eat in the summer. Yeah, and this is totally up your alley. So Miss Amelia takes her little money to the farmer's market every weekend, and she plays a game with herself. How much food can she buy with her $20? Is it still $20 yeah, or do you have inflation? T- no, okay. it's still 20 I will say, though, what is in season now is strawberries, and strawberries are very expensive. So mm-hmm. strawberries get their own budget, but everything else gets the $20. Yeah, so let's talk about what's going to be coming into uh, seasonality coming up. Tell us what yeah, absolutely. What I'm finding now at the farmer's market are we're still in late spring. So strawberries are definitely a spring um, fruit, but we also have broccoli and asparagus is almost out of season now. That's actually considered a cold uh, weather vegetable, as is lettuce. So um, you might see lettuces, especially hydroponic lettuces at your farmer's market, but also kale. And um, like I said, the berries, I actually saw blueberries for the first time this weekend. Oh, love me some blueberries. That's so fun. Yeah. And so why should we eat seasonally? Like what's the benefit? That is a great question, Cam. We're actually built to eat seasonally. Um, Our bodies need all sorts of nutrients, and Mother Nature has provided the right nutrients for the right time of year. So you'll notice that a lot of the summer um, vegetables, and especially when we get into melon season that are even a higher water content and tomatoes, when we get hot and we sweat and we actually need foods that are more have a more water content. So that's one of the biggest benefits. I love that. And I'm just going to compare it to the exercise world because it's same like I think about the seasons. We have seasons of nutrition. We have seasons of exercise. I feel like go, go, go is not sustainable, nor should you eat the same thing every day. (laughs) Like mix it up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I have personally been on a journey to try to have more probiotic and prebiotic foods. And prebiotic foods are simply the yummy foods that give your good gut bacteria the fuel to live and kind of Um, squashes out the bad bacteria. So leafy vegetables like kale and spinach that are in now are great prebiotic foods. And so a fancy word, prebiotic is a fancy word for fiber. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Are we marketed to? Is that the problem here? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You don't have to buy foods at the market labeled prebiotics. It's just fiber. (laughs) Yeah, fruits and veggies. And from a blood sugar point of view, I just want to remind everybody that starting with... uh, 
prebiotic foods, aka fiber, green stuff, is going to help blunt your blood sugar spike. And the reason why is your digestion is going to start working on that. And those things don't spike your blood sugar. And so it's a beautiful thing when it comes to that as well. And, you know, Cam, in the South where I live, we do have winter vegetables, um, but there's so much more variety in the summer. It is a great time if you're not already uh, really embracing a locally produced diet and or fresh diet. It's a great time of year to start that because there's so much cool stuff. And as we move into June, July, and August, there'll even be more things. So summer food is fresh. To me, summer food is fresh food, which I absolutely love. And it's great for your body. Totally agree with that. And then also it's not, you're supporting a local business. Uh, your food didn't drive drive, drive 10,000 miles to get to you. So there's all kinds of benefits beyond uh, just eating what you yeah, can find you- at your farmer's market. You necessarily decrease your carbon footprint by a magnitude because like Cam said, when you don't, when your food doesn't travel, you just go down the road and maybe your, your farmer may be 50 miles away, but that's better than across the country. So love, love, love local foods and love this time of year to go to the farmer's market. I saw on Instagram actually today, and I thought it was perfect for this episode, how to meal prep. And I know you and I love making bowls and salads and all the things, and we don't really have recipes. Right. We kind of just make things up. And I'm hoping that this will help people look, go to their farmer's market, eat food that's local and seasonal, and then it's not a big deal. You don't have to have a Absolutely. recipe. So here's the suggestion. Go and get three proteins. So what would be on your protein list, Amelia? Well, chicken is my favorite because I can get that locally. And here's, you asked for my favorite, but I'm going to throw this in as a side note. We actually can get ostrich meat, which is very low in fat and very high in protein. But I, I, that's just an aside because I can get it at my farmer's market. But um, probably eggs, chicken, and beef are my favorites. Yeah. And so I would put salmon up there Mm, online. Eggs, would we have a new source of eggs from our neighbor, and I'm so excited about that. The yolks are beautifully and so beautifully orange and stand up tall. So, and then I beef. I know that sounds crazy, but those are my three, I would say. <laughs> it's funny you say that because now it's totally normal to hear you say that. But when we first started, that would not have been your favorite no, protein. No. So yeah. I had a hamburger for lunch today. Yes, it was grass-fed and grass-finished, but I had a hamburger for lunch and I loved every bite of it. (laughs) So anyway, other proteins would include, uh, so we said fish, but um, I guess chicken, fish, eggs, uh, yogurt would be Yeah, yogurt or cottage cheese would be really good. The other, I mean, there are plant sources of protein like beans, and I don't get those locally, but they are, and they're fiber. So it actually kind of does two things in one when you have um, beans. I don't eat beans every day, but probably a couple of times a week. For instance, my new thing is adding two sources of protein to a meal. So on Friday night, we had a salad that had um, chickpeas, lentils, and oh, scallops. And then I'm using the leftover lentils tonight and cooking that with some um, onion, garlic, bell pepper, and ground turkey. And I'm going to make lettuce wraps. So I've covered all sorts of meal prep in a couple of days by, you know, y- making more than I need. What What is your favorite thing? Um, cook once, eat twice or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh, <laughs> definitely. I love, I love doing that. And yeah, and I love repurposing it. I'm also on the same boat. So I want animal protein and plant protein on my meals. And when I'm very, very mindful, I love what you did. Chickpeas and lentils, that sounds so yummy with scallops. So you've got everything covered. Yeah. 
So after you pick your three proteins for the week, then you pick three carbs. So I was thinking about your beans. So your beans could Mm -hmm. also fall into your carbs for sure um, and protein. So some things overlap. What would be your three favorite carbs for this season? Well, um, sweet potatoes are my all-time favorite carb. They're not seasonal, but you can still get them at the farmer's market. They're not really considered spring and summer vegetables, but I can still get them. But sweet potatoes probably... And, you know, I like rice okay. Um, and probably the, my favorite carbs for spring and summer are fruits. So mm-hmm. like my strawberries, the blueberries, when peaches come in, I love those. And actually, a friend of mine said she got raspberries locally recently. So I would say probably two of my three favorite carbs for spring are fruit. I love that. And then pick three veggies. So what would your veggie pick be, Amelia? So for this time of year, asparagus, lettuce, and the the last one would be a toss up between maybe some broccoli and cucumber, because I love both of those things probably in equal measure. Well, maybe you can get four. (laughs) (laughs) And then you pick three fats. And so on fats, I would say olive oil, uh, grass-fed butter, and... Mm. What else would I love? Goat cheese. So I might put goat cheese. Yeah, my- that's a really good one. And that's oh. another multi-purpose because mm. goat cheese has protein as well. So you throw some um, avocado. Avocado would probably be in my list oh, yeah. of fats as well. Yeah. So if you pick three proteins, three carbs, three veggies, and mix and match, you can make 12 meals. <laughs> that's a great way to stock your refrigerator, take your $20, and you probably would need more than 20 for that list. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but you would get a good start. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, one of the, my favorite things I used to post about this a lot is my favorite salad is basically a base of greens, another vegetable, a protein, and then either nuts or fruit. So you could create that in many variations using the formula that you just gave. I love that. And so, and so you don't need a recipe, people. Just go out there and see what looks good to you and what's calling to you and mix it up. <laughs> yeah. And and to flavor it, Cam, that's another thing I think people are like, well, if I don't have a recipe, how do I make it flavorful? You learn over time how to smell something cooking Or um, maybe you've looked at a lot of recipes and they pair some herb or spice with some particular ingredient. So when I was sauteing my ground turkey earlier with my onion and garlic and bell pepper, I kind of smelled the aroma and I thought, oh, I need to add some cumin here. Give it a little bit of a Mm -hmm. a Tex-Mex. So like with cucumbers, a lot of times I use fresh dill. So over time, those sorts of ways to enhance flavor will come to you. And, you know, if you don't love it, be like, okay, well, maybe that wasn't a hit and and try something else the next time. But Herbs and spices are a great way to spice up your meal and make them more flavorful where you don't actually have to have a recipe. Yeah. And I love that you can grow your herbs at home. So you Mm -hmm. can obviously buy them. But um, like right now, I have a little bit of basil left um, that I bought at Trader Joe's and it sat on my kitchen counter. It was not happy. It did not have enough sunlight. So I put it outside and I think there was maybe two leaves left. (laughs) But um, rosemary, we have rosemary and that's doing really well right now. What do you have growing or what do you plan to grow? So rosemary for sure, because that actually overwinters really well. Mm -hmm. Um, And basil's the other one that I will grow. And here's the thing, if you don't live in a place where you have a plot of land, these things will grow in pots beautifully, especially basil and rosemary, I know for sure. Dill, I'd love to grow some dill. I'm not sure how that grows in a pot, but I think it will. Chives will grow in a pot. Um, Mint will also grow in a pot. And here's a word of caution. Mint spreads like weeds. So if you put your mint in the ground, be prepared for it to take over your entire herb garden. But those are Mm -hmm. typical things that I really love. 
I love that. And we do, we had catnip on our deck. So we are a container garden. I do not have yes. land where I can plant. And the catnip is blooming. It's not blooming, but it's leafing out and the cats are loving it. So it's actually on the table, which isn't the greatest place because the cat's in there rubbing his face on the, on the pot. But yeah, so my catnip is doing well already. So Yeah. And you know, that's the thing, Cam, is if that's another part of mid thing. Another thing I've embraced is mid- midlife is being a farmer or, a, you know, a, a gardener. And if you don't have space, there's tons of things you can grow that have benefits. And this is kind of sidestepping, but like lavender or lemon balm, a friend of mine has that growing. So there's tons of things that are, have health benefits that you can grow in this time of year um, to eat or just to use, you know, as a tea or whatever that and it's enjoyable to do that. I agree. And also it's just another way to add more plants to your life. And I feel like we've done episodes on tea before, like Tulsi, which is holy basil, but yeah, why not have some of these herbs? And it's just another way to add diversity to your diet, which is going to help you in the long run for sure. Absolutely. So um, this isn't quite food related, but it's beverage related. So one of the things that happens in summer is that we start to sweat more, not even just from exercise, just from like existing in the world. So Cam, I know you've got some really good and interesting ways to remain hydrated. Why don't you share something about that? Well, my favorite is Element. So it's capital L-M-N-T, and I love it. It's a mixture of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. <laughs> I have a chocolate one I've been using in my coffee mm. lately. Yeah. And so I love that just because it's a good balance of electrolytes. Um, but what about you? What do you enjoy doing? I, li- I like Element as well. I also like to use food as hydration. Watermelon is a favorite. Um, in fact, we went to some friend's house last night. It's not quite watermelon season yet here, but it will be probably in a month. Meh maybe two months. But anyway, she did watermelon and cubes of mozzarella, fresh basil and some balsamic vinegar. So in that salad, you've got a hydrating food, you've got a protein in your cheese, and it's just tasty. And you can you can put a little bit of salt on that. Also for hydration, I um, and I learned this from you, Cam, just a little bit of salt and lemon and water. Like at work, I don't always you know, during the work week, when I'm not sweating a whole lot, I don't use a, a specified electrolyte packet, but I love a little salt and lemon and water. And you can drink that hot or cold. I actually love it both ways. So so that's another way you can really pay attention to, you know, the season and what your body needs. Let's talk about the salt in the water for a minute, because it's like so against what we learn. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you putting sodium in your water? And what I want you to know is this is not the process sodium, and it's actually something, it's changing the water and it's called structured water mm-hmm. and it makes it more usable for your cells. And so like sea salt, for example, can have over 80 minerals in it. So I know I was joking with you one time. Can you imagine taking 80 different pills? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So it's just an, it's a great way to get, um, more hydrated. So anyway, yeah. yeah and I love those trace element minerals because we don't, we know we need them like some sort of we don't always think about what concretely those are. And it's kind of ridiculous to try to take a pill for all that. And I mm-hmm. think sea salt's a wonderful addition. I mean, you can use it on food, but I love that that taste in water. And you can taste the minerality in it in some of the brands. So I really kind of dig that. I do too. I started tracking my food. I'm on day two just because I'm curious what's going on. And chronometer, which we've talked about, mm-hmm. tra- it does the micronutrients and oh, it's cool. shock. It's so cool. Like, where am I? And how in the world, uh, what is it? Vitamin A. What can I eat, Amelia, to get vitamin A? Do you know? Well, I think carrots are really rich oh, in vitamin A. Okay. Um, 
out, we think of the, the orange and red vegetables as having lycopene, but I think there's, there's vitamin A. Vitamin A is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, A, D, E, and K are fat soluble. So we don't need as much of that and it's best consumed with a fat source, but that's the only food I'm like 98% sure is vitamin A rich. Okay. And I'm not a carrot person. So maybe I need Uh, some carrots in my life because I was like, how am I going to get this? (laughs) I might have have to look that up, honestly. Okay. Okay. Um, I was going to say something else about something at the farmer's market, but I forgot what it was. It flew out of my head that fast. I think the point is that you can go there and go with open eyes and like maybe bring bring home some vegetable that looks amazing to you that maybe you're not familiar with. Get on Google, send Amelia a message on Instagram (laughs) because she's probably got an idea for you and how to spice it up. So yeah, just explore and just know that you're adding to your health by adding diversity to your diet. So absolutely. And you know, there's a lot of foods that the way they look in color or shape aid an organ of your body that's um, similarly shaped. So mm-hmm. I know walnuts are really good for brain health. They have those nice mm-hmm. little wrinkles. And I want to say that beets are good for heart health and circulation, but they're also good for liver, liver detox. Yeah. Yeah. Liver. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I did buy beets at the farmer's market this week. My husband doesn't love them, but I do. So good for me. <laughs> yeah. And you can put them on salads. For sure. You can do them as a side dish. Oh yeah. Do you and roast the, them? Is that I do you? roast them and they're really, really uh-huh. good with a little rosemary and goat cheese. Oh, Oh my gosh, so good. And you can mm. do some balsamic drizzle. So those are all things we've already just talked about. Super good, super good. I um there was a doctor I took a class from, I don't it was a while ago, a couple of years ago, and she would have a rainbow day. And so like each day of the week she had smaller kids would be a different color and to introduce that color into your diet with fruits and veggies. And I yeah, I always thought that's a good idea. And I I go back to my grandma, my grandma Minnie. Sure. She always would say a colorful plate is a healthy plate. And she was southern to her core. <laughs> she I love it. we always had big old tomatoes on the side for our salad, you know. Anyway. Well, speaking of salad, Cam, a lot of people, my daughter included, when she's hot, she doesn't like to eat much. So we think about, we want foods that are more refreshing. So salads are really good. We talked about that, but cold soups also. So recently I did a cold cucumber soup, which the base of it was like plain yogurt. And I think I mentioned dill is really good with uh, cucumber. So the, the, um, Yogurt makes it nice and creamy. Um, you can thin it a little bit with some water if you don't want it too too thick. But there's lots of recipes for cold soups out there. A lot of people are really turned off because they feel like the word soup indicates hot. But if you can get around that, um, they're really good. And gazpacho is really popular in the summer. Um, I love a good uh, cup or bowl of gazpacho, you know, lots of cilantro and tomatoes and bell pepper, onion. And I've actually made it too in the really hot summer with peaches. So tomatoes and peaches, it gives it just a little bit of a sweetness. And I make a salsa like that too. So, you know, cold foods, things that aren't so heavy sit much better when it's hot rather than like, the heavy stews that we eat in the wintertime. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. I would have never thought of that. I love the watermelon salad you mentioned earlier. I think the flavors are so opposite. It's great. Yeah. 
but I would have never thought of adding tomatoes and peaches. I know. Yeah. 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 I think that's just comes from trial and error. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I actually start from the herb. So I'll start with, okay, I have basil or I have rosemary and what can I build around that? So rosemary, I really like to use in roasted potatoes. That's not quite light, but there's, uh, who doesn't love roasted potatoes? (laughs) Right. With a good burger. Uh Um, Cabbage is a spring vegetable. I saw cabbage at the farmer's market this weekend. That's a hard sell for some people, but you can mix that again with maybe some fruit and a light dressing. Um, Mm -hmm. Traditionally in the South, we have coleslaw, which is like a mayonnaise base. I don't love that, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just what almost whatever you can think of to put together, it's nothing's ever wrong. I love that. And it sounds just so fresh and inviting. And yeah. 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 Cruciferous vegetables, of which cabbage is one, are really healthy. Um, We think of them more in terms of like Brussels sprouts, broccoli, cauliflower, but cabbage is one as well. Yeah. Kale falls into that group as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it helps uh, for women. It helps us get rid of our used up estrogen. Like we Mm -hmm. don't want that hanging around. And so it contains, uh, those vegetables contain uh, a chemical that's I'll just do the abbreviation DIM, D-I-M, yep. which stands for a really long word. Do you know the long word? You might know I don't. It. I actually don't because I've, I've read it once and I'm like, yeah, I'm no, not saying that. We'll just say DIM, but it helps you uh, get rid of that stuff. It's a detoxer for you. So eat your broccoli, ladies. <laughs> and I love broccoli. And I have to say, Cam, that I have in the last couple of months, I've bought broccoli at the grocery store under like I had to have it or I really wanted it. Let's put it that way. But it tastes really different. And so if you're not a person that's accustomed to shopping locally, give it a try. There's uh-huh. actually a taste difference. Like our strawberries that that aren't local come from either Mexico or California. And I can tell a total difference in what I can buy locally from what I get at the um, at the grocery store. I know that's true of tomatoes. So yes. I agree with you. Like tomatoes from wherever taste like water, like red water. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no taste. But a homegrown tomato, whole nother category. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying like there are a few items that I buy at the store and don't really think twice, like bananas and avocados. They just don't grow here. Like there's no option. Um, and those are things that I'm not willing to cut out from my diet because I think there's enough health benefits. But, you know, I do buy less at the grocery store during the summertime. And honestly, folks, I only go once a week. This isn't like I'm going every other day. People are like, oh, well, how do you make it last? And basically, you know, out like I did on Friday night, I made the salad and then I use leftovers on Sunday night. So there's a way to make that stretch um, so that you don't have to go frequently. So tell us a little bit about your thinking. So are you inspired by what you find? How do you take what you see and turn it into a meal or a few meals? Tell us what you think. That's a really good question. So the first thing is I always think about my husband loves salad. Um, I know that's weird for a dude, but he really does. I mean, he loves all of the greens and the crunchy. So the first thing is what items can I buy to go on a salad or two? And so I almost always buy right now at our farmer's market, I can get kale, lettuce, and spinach. So those are three different greens that I can um, you know, using salads. The second thing is I always want to buy, at least for now, a dark leafy green. Kale applies to that, but so does we have Swiss chard in, in the market. And as we get older, we might need more, um, 
iron building foods for so that our hemoglobin values are good and our ferritin, which is our iron stores as ladies, even though we're not menstruating, we still need that. And leafy green vegetables are a good, a good source of that. And then the other is kind of the convenience food. What, what can I, what's easy to fix? So tomatoes, you can slice either on a sandwich and a salad or heck, I'll eat it like an apple. Same for cucumbers. And then of course, fruit. So I would say, first of all, you know, what are the salad preparations? What is easy? And then what was the third thing? I don't even know what the third thing I said. <laughs> you get the idea. <laughs> so it's just mix and match. So you, you yeah. had your mix and match figured out way before the Instagram post I read, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of that is just what is available and what what can I do with it? I, I've been doing this for so long, Cam. I don't have to think much about it anymore. I'll figure out once I get there. Like mm-hmm. carrots are still available, but this week I chose not to buy carrots because I didn't really have a plan for them. So I just, uh-huh. I didn't buy carrots this week. Well, you could have gotten your vitamin A. <laughs> I know, right? Because <laughs> I need some vitamin A over here in Kentucky, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I hear you. That's too funny. But, you know, all these good fruits and vegetables, and I will say, if we measured, and Cam, you might have used an app for this, if we measured the nutrient density of the stuff in the grocery store versus the farmer's market, there's a huge difference. I agree with it. And there's taste, too. So there's other yeah. factors as well. Well, Amelia, I feel really inspired and I'm looking forward to like finding, I'm going to research a local farm, farmer's market. I know of one in our area, so I'm going to check it out. <laughs> yeah, very good. And it's just a great time of year to, you know, and it's not just about what you eat, but how you enjoy it. So enjoy it with your friends, have an alfresco dinner with your spouse, summer and good food just go together. Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at midlife.mamas. For all of our other contact info, check out the show description below, and we will talk to you next week.